Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. Things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Yes, yes, it's thank you next with those two brown girls, Raj. I'm Audie. All right, be honest, yeah? Were you in the queue for Primark on Monday? What kind of dickhead was in the queue for Primark? After all these long ones, the one thing you've missed, yeah, it's Primark. What? I was like, what are people actually going to buy from Primark? And according to TikTok, it's socks. I've moved past Primark socks. I want good socks that are going to last now. That's what, that reflects my age. I want like big, fluffy, chunky socks that won't fit when, you know, when you put your trainers on and then like the trainers become tight because your socks are so chunky. I know exactly what you're saying. Those are the levels we're on. So if you didn't know what we do on this podcast, it's be open and honest about the L's we've taken in relationships. And in the spirit of Ariana Grande's track, thank you, next, next. I'm so grateful for my... (laughs) We send off our L's by turning them into lessons so we actually learn from our mistakes or, you know, we at least try to learn from our mistakes. I'm trying, man. I'm trying hard. Mm. And when we say relationship L's, we're not just talking about the romantic relationships or that person you were in a talking stage with during lockdown and now it's dawning on you that you actually might have to meet them. Well, out of me and Raj, I've not been talking to anyone, so I wonder who I this is about. I am not in a talking stage with anybody. Sure. I don't even know. What is a talking stage? Oh, Kia. You actually wrote this. What is- so where's... <laughs> <laughs> you wrote this line, Raj, so I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, we're talking about all the important relationships in your life. Your friends, your family, your neighbours, your flatmates who'd had a fucking party last night. I swear to God, I'm going to... Can't believe he didn't invite me. I'm going to have some words words with him also your annoying colleagues i mean there's loads of them also your good colleagues i guess uh, but we have good friends from you've got a bestie from work i've got a bestie from work innit? yeah oh my god 100 percent. i've got many besties go. from work so basically we're talking about all of that and we always want to know what you want to say thank you next to so email us send us voice notes because we love hearing your advice and we kind of love getting you on so email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials for all the extra tea. We are at Thank You Next Pod. And I mean, our TikTok's banging. So you're missing out if you're not there. I mean, if you didn't troll me on TikTok, on. are you even on TikTok? Come on. Come on. So as we were kind of talking about, like um, lockdown here in England has kind of eased a little bit. They're in the first stage of the road to freedom, I guess. Road to freedom, yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to say though, Raj, is... How me and you spent it our uh, spent it spent it spent it <laughs> spent it spent it our first days of freedom 
I think it shows our different personalities. Yeah. What did you do? What did you actually do? Uh, the first day I didn't do anything because I don't, I just don't, I don't trust people. But the second day I went to a outdoor swimming place in South London and oh my God, it was so freezing. And I was like, wow, this is very raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. I thought you were gonna say, oh my God, the fitties that I saw at this pool. Oh mate, I was freezing my ass off. When you're in water, you can't really think, you don't think about anything else, so it's nice. It's like anxiety relieving. However, Raj decided to bouge it up on her first day of freedom. Tell them what you did. I did not bouge it up. Yes, you did. Listen. It's like Raj got let loose for the first time. <laughs> We've been living in lockdown. like So we were like looking forward to, you know, my hair was a fucking mess. Like it was like a bird's nest and it just had like really bad. I, I can't say, I don't really get split ends, but it looked ratty at the end. Um, So yeah, we had booked a haircut in and we booked it in in Notting Hill. So drove oh, up. Of course. Woke up at 7.30, like the earliest we've ever woken up in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, wow. That is early. And then drove into Notting Hill, got a haircut, walked around Portobello Road. I bought a jacket from Portobello. I had to like, you know, do my part for the economy. Obviously, you got to help those businesses. And then drove into Central, went into Selfridges, tried to get on the rooftop for lunch and they refused to put us on the rooftop. Raj got a bougie facial as well. So yes. Got a little bougie facial in that. A bougie facial. We ended up a really posh part of Mayfair and we went to this Italian and then ate all the Italian food that we could eat. Oh, wow. Were you sitting outside then? Yeah, we had to sit. It was freezing. Yeah, yeah. We were like yeah. those memes, like freezing our asses off, like just, yeah. But we had yeah, wine but freedom, and stuff. But it's freedom. It so was freedom. Fun. It was nice. But then I did realise that there were so many people out. Everyone was booked up. And then I obviously saw the scenes of Soho that night. I haven't seen. Was it mad? And when I was on the phone to you, there was like three police cars going past my house. Yeah. I just don't know what was going on. I'm not going out again. I've decided I'm not going out again. What happened in the scenes? People are just acting like there's no lockdown. And they were like, um, someone was describing it saying that, oh, it was like this when World War II ended. And it's like, but we're not fighting a war. It's a pandemic and it's still... <laughs> World War Two. It's still oh, out wow. there. Um, and people weren't wearing masks and they were just really close. No social distancing. So it's like the fourth wave started trending on Twitter and everyone's like, why is this trending? But I was like, no, man, I'm not going back out now. I've, I've had my hair cut. I've had my facial. I've had my fun. So since we're chatting about shit that went down this week, here's some other shit that went down this week. I had some time of I. Some time of I. Uh, no, I just had some time off my laptop, which technically goes against absolutely everything I'm about to say. So I had some time off my laptop. So I logged into my friend's Netflix because I've got her password, LOL, on my mum's laptop. And we watched Seaspiracy and Cowspiracy and they are absolutely fucked, Raj. I mean, I've heard of Seaspiracy and I haven't watched it, right? Yeah, Cowspiracy, is that just about how milk is a fucked up business? And It's more that we think that, uh, oh, I don't want to get it wrong. Basically, we're always talking about how the shit that we do in packs the environment as humans like he, he was saying like showering and plastic straws and recycling and blah 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 when actually it's uh the thing that contributes the most is animal farming farming animals and cows uh... and the gas that they release and their waste and the amount of water that it takes to feed them and food and then you're just doing it again and again and again and the amount of space it takes up and all of that stuff and then sea spiracy have you seen that one so i've heard that it's kind it's similar to what you just said about we think it's like plastics that are fucking up the ocean but it's actually fishing that's fucking up the ocean 
Yeah, and it's just mad because they had this kind of like animation of them scooping right to the ocean floor or whatever. Not right. I, I don't know if that's how it's actually done, but that's how the animation looked. And they scoop up. Okay, they might be fishing for salmon, but they might pick up a dolphin, shark, sea turtle. They're all just like, they'll die and they'll just come back in. And it's just like, wow. And then, because I was thinking, I didn't even know fish farming existed. So I was like, okay, so if fishing in the ocean is so bad, then why don't they do what they do with animals then and do it on earth, on land or whatever. But fish farms exist where they have fish for the intention of eating it. And then it was showing you how they just swim around in their own filth and they get like parasites and chlamydia because they're just swimming in their own shit. And I was like, oh my God, this is disgusting. So basically we said we're going to have filio fish. I'm not going to do it. I'm not eating fish ever again. Oh, you do, are you not eating fish? Wow. Mate, I'm gone now. And prawn toast was my favorite thing as well. No. Oh my God. Are you not? But would you not just check that it's responsibly sourced fish and then have it? This is the thing in the documentary. Right. Apparently responsibly sourced doesn't exist. How come? They're saying that to get responsibly sourced, you get a sticker and anyone can get that sticker and it's like a business. And they have people who are meant to like watch, but they can be like bribed. It's a corrupt business, basically. Corrupt. There we go. There we go. I know I'm not explaining it the best. Sometimes this is stuff I struggle with. Are you trying to put me off filet of fish right now? No, but I'm just saying I'm not eating filet of fish ever again. I'm not eating You're anything You're not having again. filet of fish with me. We were going to have a filet. We're going to break your filet of fish virginity. I was going to pop your cherry. We're just going to have to have a veggie burger, mate. Can I still eat filet? Yeah, you do what you want. <laughs> I'm not watching Seaspiracy, man. Fish is the only thing I enjoy. This is so annoying. If you see it, you won't enjoy it. I was talking to someone I know who's like a lot older than us, like double, double our age or more. And they were like, back in my day, I remember when salmon used to have a taste. And I was like, it probably did have a taste back then. And it probably, because it's not the way it is now. I'm t- this person's like 60, 70, right? What did it taste like? It had a taste. And now they're like, it doesn't have a taste because they were brought up on a farm as well. So how things were back then and over that person's lifetime, things have changed so much. But anyway, I watched both of them. They're fucked. And that's that. Boy, uh, we reached a new milestone, didn't we, in our relationship? Well, I didn't even notice, but maybe. You didn't notice? Well, you told me and I was like, right, cool. I guess if I was next to you, it would have been more, it would have been more traumatic because I would have... Traumatic? Been like, ugh, or been like, Traumatic. So basically all that happened, everybody, was that I farted in front of Hardy upon a Zoom call. It's happened to all of us, let's face it. And that's it. Our relationship has been... I'm sure this has happened to loads of people at work. They must be on Zoom calls and then like, you can't be muting it before a fart comes. Sometimes you just don't know when a fart's going to come. Yeah, I was doing a yoga class, one slipped out, but I think it was on mute. Or, you know what? So many people were talking at the same time and I think it quickly like, oh, they didn't know it was me. So you were like... Yeah, but there was other people chatting, so their faces were on and maybe the sound didn't carry, I hope. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Anyway, how do you feel now that I've farted in front of you? I'm excited to see where our relationship goes, but I think I don't believe it could. And other than us being married and having sex, I don't think it could go any. How can it reach new heights? But did you say a, a while ago that you would poo on the phone in front of me? I think I have already. Oh, you have. I didn't know you were doing that. So is that not a violation? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you didn't. I kept it from you. So it's OK. I was trying to spare your feelings. Oh, my God. All right, fine. I guess like all, anything, anything can happen now, innit? Yeah, this ready. anything can happen. It's ready to go. Thank you. I actually saw this tweet on Twitter this week and I, I just thought you must have some stories like this, right? Okay. So this girl's tweeted, when I used to work in retail, 
Usher walked in <laughs> and tried on a $2,000 jacket. He chopped it up for a bit while still having it on. And then this dude dabs me and then walks out with the jacket. And then there's another girl commenting underneath saying, him and his wife were banned from our store for doing the same thing. And they used to take stuff and they'd try and return it, but it would have makeup on it. So we knew that it was used. First of all, what are you going to do if Usher walks in your store? You're going to be like, celebrations with the guys. We'll see one. Uh, yeah. That really crap one. What crap one? Like, yeah. What's that? that? What's that? Anyway. Just like what well, you know what you know how Usher's dance dance like it's your dance. Uh, I just like you don't have to call. I don't I, give me give oh, me the Neptune's beautiful. ones like yeah yeah. The new Usher is absolutely. I don't I don't yeah I don't know what new Usher is saying man. Oh uh, after climax basically just went anyway. Um he's still obviously sick but anyway. So I was just wondering if you had any stories like that because me and you have both worked in retail mm-hmm. and. I mean, I came across a couple of celebrities like in my time. I used to work at Mac at the airport, Heathrow Airport. Most West, West London people work at the airport. And um, I remember one time I was just leaving on my lunch break and I'd come back from a lunch break and everyone was like, Nicki Minaj was here. Nicki Minaj was here. I was like, oh my God. You must have been dying. I was like, fuck's sake. Like I've just like gone and now Nicki Minaj has turned up, right? How often was it stuff like that would happen, by the way? Because... Oh my God, all the time. We would see celebrities... All the time. Yeah, but not Nicki Minaj. We saw like Big Sean, Jamila Jamil came through, Kardashians came through. They're really small in real life. I was quite shocked. Yeah, it's mad when you see people in real life that are actually like normal human height. Yeah, you're like, what? Um. Anyway, so yeah, so I was like, what, what, what? And they were like, yeah, look at all the stuff she rang through. And like our whole till was full of products, right? Because I was like, oh, what did she buy? Like what products did she buy? And they were like, her makeup artist came through. She came through. They rang through all of this stuff. And they didn't have any money on them. And then they were just staring at us to see if we were going to let them take it or whether we were going to, you know, make them pay. And we were like, we can't. And then what did they do? Nothing. They were like, they were like, we can't, you know, you, you haven't got any money. Like, and then there was like an awkward silence. And then um, the girl at the, the counter was like, oh, okay, like come back when you've got your wallet or whatever. And then they never came back. They went to eat in Rhubarb, which is opposite us. And then they never came back. That is so awkward. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to meet Nicki Minaj now. That, so that was a bit weird. And I was like, oh, what's going on there? And then obviously the other time that I remember doing anything, like letting someone have a little something something, was when um, Whitney from the Hills came through. And like it was just me and my mate on the counter. And I was like, oh my God, it's Whitney from the Hills. And I was like that annoying person where I was like, Oh my God, Whitney, hi, how are you? Where are you off to? Oh, you're going to LA, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, like we love your show. Like we laughed with you, we cried with you. We felt your pain, like all of this. And she was just looking at me like, is this girl gonna stop talking? I just came here to buy her lipstick. You know, and I was just like, I just, I was just like, I was just going crazy. But anyway, and then she was paying for her lipstick and she didn't have enough money. Like she was slightly short. But when I'm saying she was short, she was probably short by about Mm. 12p. So I was like, it's okay, Whitney, you take the oh, lipstick. Wow. Take the lipstick. You know, people probably do that to these people all the time. Also, that Nicki Minaj thing. She wasn't ever going to pay. How are you ever going to go in there with no money? I don't know, man. I don't know. Then everyone was like, yeah, her makeup artist didn't have any money. Blah, 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 blah. We were just like, okay, cool. I don't know what's going on. And they were like, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. So we were waiting like our whole shift. We were so excited. Like, oh my God, Nicki Minaj is going to come through. And she then, probably just went on yeah, a flight and left. Nothing happened. Yeah, she was probably like, I'm not going to get these freebies. And like, the thing is, she was actually in a deal with Mac at the time because she was a Viva Glam ambassador. So she probably would have got bare free stuff. That's mad. That is insane. 
Bloody hell, man. What about you? What about your celebrity encounters? <laughs> Uh, well, I've only ever worked anywhere as luxurious as Matalan. So no one really came through there in Matalan in Coventry. There was no, the footfall wasn't celebrities, you know, jet setting. What about that guy from Man Like Mobin? He's never come through because he used to be a teacher or whatever, innit? So he's probably, well, actually teachers do buy clothes. Teachers definitely shop at Matalan. And the most annoying thing about Matalan is they have trolleys outside. Who goes into a shop with a trolley? I did. When I go to Matalan, I take a trolley goes why are you going into matalan with a trolley why are you looking at me like that what are you gonna pick up because matalan is not only a homeware store it's it's like they sell clothes they sell like bathroom bits like decorative candles sometimes i'll go in and i'll pick up like a a laundry basket or some candles or some photo frames (laughs) or nah it's not too bad i have found some amazing things in matalan right can we do a uh, a little vlog Raj's finds from Matalan. Oh my God, 100%. There's a Matalan around the corner from my house. Like, I will go and I will take a trolley and fucking shop, mate. Wow. I can't believe I said who would do that and you are right in front of me. Um, no, but Gus Khan did not come to Matalan. However, he does have a story. I don't know why. His friend lives on my road. Of course he does. Small town, isn't it? Yeah, small town. And then he has this, I don't know why he, it's like a memory that he has ingrained in his head, but it did not happen. He always says that my mom thought he was a drug dealer and called the police on him, which never, ever, ever happened. But he thinks it happened, but it didn't. It did not. So why does he think that happened? No idea. I think maybe someone called the police. I don't even think that's a real story. I think maybe he thinks someone profiled him and he just assumes it was my mom. Why? I don't know how many brown people live on that road. So just honestly, no idea. But it does make a funny story. So Gaz Khan thinks that your mom profiled him. My mom called the police on him for being a drug dealer. It's almost like Man Like Moby, isn't it? I've actually never seen... I've seen the first series, I think. Okay. Oh, God. All right, fine. Never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Before we get into our relationship lessons, which are just coming from me and Hardy this week, we always like to get into something that's happened in the week that we want to say thank you next to. We like to whet your appetite. Oh, yeah. That sounded a bit sexual. Fuck it up. What's going on with you? You got crabs and now you're... She's getting a gilly gachio. That means wet pants, if anyone's asking. Wet pants, like definitely. You know, if you're chatting to a brown boy, yeah, you're seeing a but brown boy. But it's not boy. a sexy way of saying it. But make it less, you know what, everybody, let's just make it sexy and it'll be our little secret. If it's you disgusting. are dating a brown boy and he speaks the language, just be like, you know what, you've just given me a gilly gachi. Can I just say, it, I, let's find an English alternative for how disgusting that is. It's like, <laughs> if it's like saying gushing. Gushing, it's, it's not gushing not. though. It's, no, but what's pants, but like a really shit word. Pants, I guess, I find pants funny, but undies, it's like, it's just not sexy. It's not, it's like, ugh, it's so practical. It's so, anyway. Right, go on. What happened? Tell me, tell me. Um, so, Chloe Kardashian, obviously, a picture was leaked of Chloe Kardashian. It wasn't even leaked. I think it was posted on her grandma's account. I'm not too sure. But it was a picture that was... On her grandma? Mm, I think it was. And it was unretouched and... It was no filter, no nothing, et cetera, et cetera. Picture of Chloe in a bikini, barefaced, no makeup on. Actually, honest to God, like looking fucking fantastic, yeah? He- like, looking hench from what I saw. Like just looking like... Ripped, yeah, well, Yeah, when when Hardy says hench, you know, like, I just I've, I embody a WWE person. But, like, oh, right. <laughs> no, what, just like um, toned as fuck. She looks so toned. Her body was in shape, like her thighs... 
her tummy, like just curvy, slim, flat. Maybe it looks a little bit more rounded than it would in the pictures that she touches up. Like that was one thing that I saw where I was like, okay, she actually has a little curve here. But it looks so nice. Like it looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. And basically the photo got taken down. But by then everyone had screenshotted it and they were sharing it. And they were like, oh my God, Chloe looks so fucking amazing. Like this picture's natural, blah, 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 blah. No filter, no nothing. Because everyone has been sort of trashing her on social media lately about using loads of filters and changing her face so much with apps or whatever these guys are using. So this photo was getting loads of love and then it started coming out that she wanted to get the photo taken down and that her team were actively contacting people who had shared it. And I think threatening them with some sort of a law thing. I have no idea what it is. But um, so there were these tweets going around like that. And then everyone was like, we're sharing this. We don't care. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. So no one was trashing her about that. Like it was just very much positive, positive. Like you look great. You look great. After that, Chloe actually responded to everything. I'm just going to find the post. So Chloe Kardashian shared this really long, um, I guess it's a statement on her Instagram. First of all, yeah. Imagine making a statement about your photo going out that was unfit. What world are we living in? It's really, it's actually so sad that she had to, she felt the need to do a live video showing off her body, which I mean, fucking hell, it's banging. Like I, I was thinking what you're trying to prove, but if she's been bullied for so long, then this is what she's trying to prove. Mm, yeah, and that's what her statement kind of got into. So it says, hey guys, this is me and my body unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering, in bad lighting, or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to what it is at this point. But it is the way it is. It's just not right lighting or not a picture she likes. So a, poster that, a picture that she didn't approve. I guess what she's saying is that it doesn't, it doesn't uh, show her body. The way she wants uh, it to. It doesn't show her body in its best light. And it's, it's not a flattering photo, basically. Yeah. So then she says that, you know, you have, if it gets shared, you have every right to ask for it not to be shared, regardless of who you are. And then she said, in truth, the pressure, constant ridicule and judgment my entire life to be perfect and to meet other standards of how I should look has been too much to bear. Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister. Her dad not, must not be her real dad because she looks so different. The only way she could have lost weight must have been from surgery. Then she says, should I go on? Then she goes into it and she's like, but who cares how she feels because she grew up in a life of privilege. She's also on a reality show, so she signed up for all of this. I'm of course not asking for sympathy, but I'm asking to be acknowledged for being human. I'm not perfect, but I promise you that I try every day to live my life as honestly as possible and with empathy and kindness. It doesn't mean that I haven't made mistakes, but I'm not going to lie. It's unbearable trying to live up to the impossible standards that the public have all set for me. Then she goes on to sort of say that in pictures, every flaw of hers, every imperfection has been micro-analyzed. People have made fun of it. And she was like, and when she's taken that criticism... And used it as motivation to get into like really good shape, which is she did that a couple of years ago. She's like, people are still people are still saying that I paid for it all and I, it's not my achievement and it's something that I did myself. So she's like, I've never got used to being judged. She's saying, I love a good filter. I love good lighting. I love an edit here and there. The same way I throw on makeup or get my nails done or wear heels. I'm going to continue to do that unapologetically. It's my choice. It's not for anyone to decide or judge what's acceptable. And anyone else who feels the constant pressure of not ever feeling perfect enough, I want you to know that I see you and I understand. She says, every day I'm told by my family and friends who love me that I'm beautiful, but I know that it needs to be believed from within. 
it's quite a, a really deep message, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it made me think about it in a different way. But the bottom line is, it's like, if people tell you there's so much shit about yourself or something, then change it. That's what she's saying. Change it. I don't. Is that what you got from it? Not all of it. Obviously, she's about the pressure and all that stuff. But all of us have a certain level of responsibility. And if someone's saying that you don't look away and then you change to look that way, then everyone feels that they have to change to look that way. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, at least she's being honest that, look, it affected me. Yeah, 100%. It, like, it affected me negatively. They were calling me the fat sister. So then I, I took all that hate and I turned it into, like, I'm going to motivate myself to be in the best shape I've ever been in. And even now, like, she's even though she's in the best shape she's ever been in and she is like literally one of the skinny sisters, like whatever. But what if um, she got bullied for her nose or bullied for her cheeks or bullied for her bum or bullied for her boobs? Does that then mean, you know, someone said that so you fix it and then no one's got nothing to say? No, because she's still saying people are still saying stuff, right? And that it's not... People are going to say stuff no matter what. And I think the point that she said, if you don't love yourself, basically. Yeah, and, and it's very clear that she's kind of saying that she doesn't love herself, regardless of the fact mm. that her family are like, you're beautiful, or people are reacting to that picture of her that her gran accidentally shared saying, you're beautiful. Like, she's still like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't see that as a acceptable photo of myself that should be shared, right? And it's interesting because I just think everyone's had such different reactions to this. But my reaction to this is just kind of like, I don't know. I've, at first I was like, it's a beautiful picture. Shit's great. I shared it. I retweeted it. It was a beautiful picture. Is that before you knew? That was before she did her statement. Yeah. And then she did her statement. And I was like, shit, man, like this is really upsetting because it's just like, I think a lot of women and I've seen it from working in various offices, they're so affected by what they see on TV as representation of what they should look like, what their body should look like, what their face should look like, what their lips, how big your lips should be, how small your nose should be, how high your cheekbones should be, mm. how long your eyelashes should be, all of that shit. And all I see is like women trying to look like a certain way, but then they end up A, not looking like themselves and B, not looking human anymore. Yeah, I think it's sick that she's being honest. But what I don't think is sick is how more and more people look the same and that same eurocentric kim k look like even when i was watching married at first sight martha looks like kim k the other last uh that was too hot to handle that girl obviously looks like kim k today i went to go get my i went swimming whatever lady she's got like massive fake lips and i'm just like oh it's so jarring man i just feel like so we all have a responsibility and i think one of that responsibility is one of those things is to love ourselves and then not I guess if you've got the option to do these things and, you know, you've been bullied about it and stuff like that, then who am I to say don't do this shit? But I just think, I just don't think it's the best role model to just change everything about yourself. What if you can't love yourself, right? What if you can't love it? What, it's, it's, a, it's not an easy journey, loving yourself. It's quite a hard thing to do. I believe you can achieve anything. And I do believe that's something you can achieve. And I mean, I'm talking from someone who is most of the time happy with things. So who am I to speak on this as well at the same time? Thank you, next. Okay, so we have got a voice note about the Khloe Kardashian situation. And this is from Letitia. Hi, guys. So I thought I'd give my thoughts on Khloe Kardashian and her recent photo mishap. I've also read her statement about what, how she responded to her photo. And I feel... As another woman who has worried about how I look online and felt a minuscule amount of pressure around in comparison to someone that's that well known, 
I have to say woman to woman, I do relate to some of the things she says in her statement. Having said that, though, you know, there are a lot of people who are saying that the Kardashians are partly responsible for some of the issues we have in our society. And I don't think that's actually entirely fair. I do think that those issues have always existed. But um, the Kardashians, are, you know, are just the popular form of that currently like their body ideal and their look I mean you see so so many people online who want to emulate looking like a Kardashian uh, which does make me feel sad because I feel like everyone should be unique and in another breath I feel that you know Chloe doesn't make things easier for herself or neither do any of the Kardashians in not being honest about how they look looking at her picture unfiltered she looks incredible like hands down incredible I'd be chuffed to bits if I look like that post baby I just think using filters and things are okay it's a personal choice but you have to be honest with yourself and I think with younger people especially they should be honest about the fact that they filter themselves and that's not what they look like in real life because even as someone who works I work in social media shout out work wife Raj (laughs) it's even like gaslit me with how people look and I work in the industry and know how filters work and photoshop and things like that and it's still to this day gets me sometimes. So I think about how powerful that must be to younger people, especially those that don't understand the full ins and outs of trickery, the right lighting, the right angle, a bit of, you know, face tune. I don't think it means that we should stop everyone from having filters or blame the Kardashians because there is still personal responsibility around these things. But I guess on a on a really small level, woman to woman, I totally get what she's saying. And I can't re- I don't think any of us can really imagine the world that she's in, <laughs> the pressure and having Kim Kardashian as your sibling like or any of the Kardashians. It's it, it's a crazy world and it's not the real world. So any perceptions that she have are going to be highly flawed and dramatized and exaggerated. I think you can have some sympathy, but equally, I think you can be critical of some of the Kardashians, you know, past behaviours of selling diet products and bits and pieces. The more honest people are and the more they talk about these things, it's it's good to have a discussion, especially trying to navigate this whole world. It's all new to all of us. We never thought we'd be in the landscape we're in now uh, with like internet and Instagram and seeing people posting daily and seeing just these curated feeds in our lives every day no one really could have predicted this I mean I guess maybe Andy Warhol did but no one could really predict it so you've kind of got to throw Khloe Kardashian some sympathy in that regard I I thought it was refreshing seeing that picture of her actually and I think some people feel a bit better and I think she looks bloody better than she does when she photoshops herself to look like everyone else on the internet a very detailed uh voice note there (laughs) very well rounded all angles covered which i appreciate so many angles covered and obviously yeah it is a crazy world that we live in surrounded by instagram and all these feeds that are curated to look fucking perfect one thing i do want it did make me think about is that one filter that's going around that is i don't know it's called like baby girl the duck face filter not that one not pillow face that's like a joke like taking the piss isn't it uh, yeah there's one baby girl something and it's like the big lip yeah and the nose in cat eyes it makes your cat eyes and i just think people who use it 
should have they have a level of responsibility man like that is what's in fashion now and you are gonna put that on all your photos and i know obviously on instagram you can see it which is good it's good that instagram write it at the top but at the same time like you could save that story down and post it elsewhere and it doesn't say that it's there you can put it elsewhere you know rip it whatever mad world and yeah i can't imagine having kim k as my sister but you know what i will say one thing like i've never i never felt like um there was anyone out there that kind of looked like me until the kardashians came along i'm not saying i look like a kardashian let's not get it twisted yeah i when i saw her in fallout boy video 2008 and whatever 2006 i was like oh yeah it's an indian girl like me because she looked indian yeah so because yeah they're armenian they're like whatever right so Mm. but they have dark features like us dark hair like us and it's also typically long dark hair like how we keep Mm. our hair like so i don't know it was just a bit like oh okay there's a girl that looks like us and she's kind of pretty wow in one way you know we always discuss like oh have you ever felt seen when have you felt seen on tv Mm. like that was a time where i did feel kind of seen and actually i know everyone loves to rip the kardashians to shreds and rip the show to shreds it was actually nice to see a mad family on screen because yeah. my my household is like that. We're mad. And there's only three of us, but we're fucking mental. That's the thing, actually, on the voice note, they about them being honest. They are kind of honest in that. Obviously, it's always the seasons always happen to drop around when someone's getting divorced or when someone's having a baby. But they do show what we think is really or might be them in that. And then other people might add, why do they owe us authenticity? Why do they owe us their story? Why do they owe us honesty? I watch that show. I don't ever miss an episode. I follow all of them on Instagram. I probably do have body issues. I'm pre- I do, but it's not caused by them. And it's not, I fully accept that. And I, I actually think also if they come with body issues and all of that, like I remember when Kim was pregnant and everyone was writing about her body because she ballooned a little bit, like things were not looking how they did. Like she was going through a fucking pregnancy. I feel like we don't see enough women like that though. The press were calling her a whale. The press were saying all this stuff. They weren't being sympathetic at the fact that, oh, Kim Kardashian is pregnant and she's having a difficult pregnancy. Mm. And I just sort of think like, again, I know I always love to say it's the press's fault, but I guess in one way it's the patriarchy's fault because these women were made to feel not good enough for however they were. Mm. And they, they, they were told, okay, get this done, get that done, whatever. This isn't good enough and that's not good enough. Part of that is probably us on social media. Part of that is probably the patriarchy. Part of that is probably the press. Who the fuck knows? I think it's really unfair when people are like, oh, the Kardashians caused this whole bullshit bullshit. Do you not have a mind of your own? I learned so many great things from that show. Like I learned about how to freeze my eggs. Not that I've frozen my eggs, but I didn't know how to do that. I learned not to wear jewelry in a swimming pool in the ocean. (laughs) I don't do that. I don't have any. Not to wear diamonds in the ocean. I don't own any diamonds, but I mean, I wouldn't wear even my hoop earrings, I mean, in the ocean. Like, yeah, man, take the light with the dark. We just watched a clip of Heidi from the hills. And I remember when she went through that massive like transformation with the, her look, I felt like a level of disappointment. And I mean, I was only a kid back then. I'm an adult now. And I still feel that obviously that's not right for me to have that and to put my expectations or whatever onto her which we're going to chat about expectations later but there was a level of when she went through that change I felt let down yeah definitely and I think I felt like that as well um but I think that's just something we're gonna have to just let go of and like we we can't be judging people on stuff and I think let go (laughs) with this Chloe thing like she's written such a personal message and you know there's people out there that saying oh she needs help she needs therapy she needs this she needs that and it's like, yeah, she probably does, but who, A, which one of us doesn't? We probably all need therapy. We all do. And uh, B, I'm sorry, yeah, who doesn't have body issues? Like, 
you know when people are really happy with themselves mm. don't shove it down other people's throats mm. because it's great that you're happy with your body and you've got confidence you've got body confidence and you're cool if you're but who does i feel like anyone who's genuinely happy doesn't throw it down so uh shove it down anyone else's throat by sort of being like oh you need therapy you've all right, had yeah, all yeah. this work done and you're still not happy no let's not equate having work done to being happy or whatever whatever people do these things essentially like it may be a mistake it may be a learning thing maybe they are happy we don't know but like if you're happy with where you're at, there's no need to just judge someone else for their decisions that aren't necessarily the same as yours or they don't marry up to what you think is okay. And I mean, I need to put myself in this as well because my friends, like when they talk about, oh, I'm going to get this done. And I'm like, no, don't get it done. Like, who the fuck am I to say that? Like, if they want to get it done, fucking get it done. Like, I'm not going to be able to stop you in the end, am I? I'm not going to be able to like get the doctor and like, you know, bash my elbow in the bloody needle and be like, good there? No. You know, I'm not going to be able to. That, that means that means male dog. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that. So, <laughs> like, we we just need to let go of it all and let people be. If Khloe Kardashian wants to remove a fucking picture of herself, which I guess to a lot of us is insane because she looks it, fucking great in it. Well, I guess if we, someone's put a picture up and we don't like it, we feel away. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I think what I want to say thank you next to here is a the insane body standards that we we put women we hold women up to right fucking hell for fuck's sakes like we give birth also can i just say chloe kardashian has given birth and her body still looks like that jesus like fucking hell i think what i want to say thank you next to is just like let's stop judging everyone let's stop fucking judging each other and if someone wants to have their lips look like a blow-up doll like so fucking be it yeah but if you ask me about it i'm gonna say something if you ask me i'm not gonna go out my way but if you ask me then i'm gonna tell you Maybe I haven't said this correctly. Maybe it's not about lips. Maybe it's about like, if we think someone looks great, but they don't look, they don't think they look great. Um, oh. Just leave fucking, just leave her alone. Just leave her alone. Um, to be honest, I don't think our listeners are trolling Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chloe. I love her. I hope she like finds love and I hope it's not Tristan. I hope it's someone new. Wait, new love is so, oh, you know that feeling? New love, new love. Next. So it's time to get into our lessons. Ah, yeah, lessons, lessons. That's what we're here for. So one to me. To be aware of your friend's boundaries. Raj, tell me the inception, not the inception. Yeah, like, so we were having a chat the other night and um, this conversation kind of started from... I was out with my friend having that bougie pizza that we were discussing and we were just talking. What was the pizza? We, oh, you know, I love a Fiorentina. I love a pizza with an egg on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah, go on. It's, it's a pizza with an egg in the middle and you, like, you get them to do it a bit runny and then I dip my pizza in it. Oh. What's, the, what's the rest of the toppings? Spinach, mozzarella, like tomato sauce. Mm, it's good. It's that does really sound good. good. All right, sorry. Yeah, continue. Basically, we were there and we were just, I think, I don't know why, we were reminiscing about someone we saw in Anando's once and it was someone that came up to us and said, why aren't you married yet? And he said it to both of us. And this was someone we went to high school with. And she was like, oh my God, he wished your ex a happy birthday last week. I screenshotted the picture. I was going to send it to you, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to send it to you in case it made you feel a certain way. I like this. And I was like, that is a fucking genius move that's first things first that's a great move next show me the picture because i was in the right time and place and mind frame to see the picture of him like but had she had whatsapped it to me like 
anything could have been going on with me and I would have seen it and I might have been like, oh, I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe I would have felt attacked by it. Maybe it would have been something that brought up feelings that I wasn't ready to, you know, discuss or feel. Yeah, it was just nice that she had it screenshot in her phone. It had been there for a couple of weeks. And she was like, yeah, I thought I'd show it to you if, if anything came up in conversation. And then she showed me the picture and I was just like, holy moly, what was I doing? But that's a whole other conversation. It just reminded me of other times when other people have, when I'm going for a breakup and it's fresh, they've just sent me screenshots of things they've seen mm. on stories. Um, yep. No warning, no chat, no beforehand like, oh, do you want to see this? I saw this. Do you want to see it? You know, any of that. Just like, bang, here it is. Here you go. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, he's doing this. Oh, I saw that. He's out there. I think on this occasion, these are the kind of boundaries we're talking about. It's not about, oh, we've set these boundaries and da da It's kind of just about being aware of things that are going to trigger your friends. Yeah, I rate that she gave you the option because she was aware. Say if you saw my man cheating on me, yeah. Oh, what fuck! You're gonna, gonna send me the screenshot straight away. Are you gonna? What are you gonna do? You're gonna say I got this. Inf- what? How would you deal with it? it? Okay, first things first. It would really depend where he was. Let's say if he was at the pizza place with a girl, like mm. I was at the pizza place with, I I might throw something at him. Yeah, but you gotta let me know. How are you gonna let me know? Maybe I'd take a selfie with like him with his like wine all over his shirt, and I'd be like, I did it. I did it. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. I guess sometimes though, as a fr- friend might feel some sort of urgency to tell you because they're like, oh, this is new information. But I think it's, it is good in this case that she parked it and gave you the option. Yeah. Because I've, I've had the opposite as well. Yeah. I've had the opposite where, okay. So when I got trolled, for example, uh, earlier this year, I got sent screenshots of comments. So I wasn't reading the comments because obviously I want to preserve my mental health. And I got sent screenshots of nasty comments about me. I didn't read them actually. I think I, oh wait, I think I might have saw like a glimpse of it and I knew what it was. So I just deleted it to save myself. But that person didn't ask me. Um, and then they apologized when I did talk to them about it. But I've had it before as well. Like I remember when I was at school and someone was like, oh, so-and-so called you a slag. I just thought you should know. And it's like, the friend is acting like, oh, I'm the hero here. So-and-so called you a slag. I'm just letting you know. But how would that information make another person feel? And I remember it really, really upset me. And I also had a situation in the last couple of years where I didn't get a job I wanted and someone else got it over me. And then somebody else gave me the nitty gritty details of like, this person got picked over you and they knew more information than they should have known because of their position that they were in. And uh, yeah, they were telling me and then, oh no, actually that wasn't the case. Oh no, this was the case. And like changing the story because obviously new information was coming out, but it was just like not stabbing me, but it was like stabbing me with some pain and then just. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Repeatedly stabbing me again and again. And I was just like, this is not the one. Yeah, you didn't need to know extra nitty gritty details. Like you, unless you asked for it, right? I asked for some, but I didn't ask for all of it because I know what I did want and what I didn't want. But anyway, we actually had a conversation after this and they said, in the future, if you ask, then I will tell you. And then I said the same to them. Like, if I know something, do you want me to tell you? And they're like, just ask. So yeah, I feel like you have to set the rules, innit? Yeah, the thing is, is like, honestly, like in the past when people have sent me stuff like that, I've never said, why did you send me this or whatever? I just look at it and be like, because there's also a part of me that wants to know all this stuff. Yeah, there's like a nosy part about your ex, for example. Yeah, because of where I was as well, because I was in the breakup stage and I was like go- feeling all the feels and going through everything and trying to piece together things. It was like adding to that puzzle for me. Mm. But I never verbalized that to anybody. Like it's like you're going down a hole and you're going further and further, further down it. So these screenshots are making you go further and further down it, right? Mm. Um, But I've never actually said to the people who do trigger me with this stuff or attack me with it, like, don't, don't do that. And maybe I will because, um, but the thing is now I will because now I'm like, I'm over everybody. I don't care what they do with their lives. I don't give a fuck. Like, why are you telling me? Like, have you got nothing else to talk to me about? Yeah, yeah. there was one time actually where I did appreciate the information. So somebody I know was still following the person that I like broke up with and they had done a really textbook irritating you know when you have a breakup what do girls do straight away uh cut their hair yeah this person had like switched up their look overnight like yeah and she was like look what so-and-so has done and I mean it I did enjoy it at the time I was like fuck you textbook textbook you're so predictable and like yeah i loved it at the time but now i don't want to know yeah now it's like the information it's like yeah you go down a hole because you want the information yeah you want it at the time but you don't realize it's not actually good for you no it's not it is not good yeah you don't need it the best thing for you to do is to block and delete block and delete block and delete so I think we're saying here, your friends need to be aware of your boundaries and they should also, like, good mates should actually consider your feelings and you've got to set the rules, have a conversation, lay down the law, be honest. That's what I'd say. What do you say? And you know what? I have to say, right? Like, the thing is, this this situation that I'm talking about where she showed me this picture that was screenshotted, she, I have not set any boundaries with her. I've never said anything to her about it. And plus, this is my old ex the one that pranks me the idiot one that i actually genuinely couldn't give two fucks about yeah so um i was just like she like i didn't have to set a boundary because a good friend mm. will already know that okay this isn't that great like i don't really want to show her this like because it might so i'd rather run it past her when the time is right like she didn't that wasn't the first time i've seen her since she had the screenshot that was just the first time we've discussed high school stuff so she was like oh seeing as we're talking about, I saw this, he did yeah. this. Like, What did you see when you the scre- saw the screenshot, by the way? Oh, the screenshot. Yeah, so the screenshot was just... Um, no, as in how did you... When you saw the screenshot, what were you thinking? I was like, did I really go there? Did I really do this? Did I do that? Okay. Isn't it mad when you look at something and you're like, oh, wow, me then, me now. Do you know what she was saying to me? She was just like, 
you know, you were crazy. You were just like, da da na this, da da na that, da da na this, me and da da na. She was like, we all used to be like, has she got shit in her eyes? What's wrong with her? Blah, blah, blah. I love how we always go to, yeah, shit in your, I love how when we go to anything, we say shit in the eyes. Why is that such a saying? What's such a beautiful saying? That's poetic. Have you got shit in your eyes? You know what I mean? But is there anyone that makes you feel like you had shit in your eyes? I look at some people and I think about where I was in my life and I think that's what I needed at that time in my life. Other than ugh, my one ex from Sixth Form, man. He was just such a controlling weirdo. You know what we got down to the point of from that conversation when she was like, why did you like him? Blah, 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 and all of that. And like that no one fancied him and he was unfanciable and whatever, whatever, right? Go on. I actually realised that I have never thought I was attractive. Right. Isn't that weird? So therefore, I lowered my standards. Oh, man. <laughs> so, and I basically realised that it was because I was bullied at school because um, I had fair skin and dark hair and I was bullied by someone who didn't have that. So they're... Because they were jealous. I didn't know that, did I? I'm saying this... Sorry, I'm not saying that everyone should be jealous of your features because that's the best features. I'm saying because as a brown person... That's what in our culture is what is. In our culture, it's, yeah, it's seen as a thing. And I I was bullied about it. So therefore I thought I was ugly. That's mad. And it's quite crazy because that stuff stays with you. Mm-hmm. And you just don't realise that it's staying with you. And it's actually informing some of the decisions you make. That's so interesting because you've said on this podcast, you date guys with darker skin, first yeah, of all. Yeah, yeah. And you always say to me about your skin colour, but you always say it like, Oh, I need some sun or whatever, but you don't. Yeah, I still say it. I still say it. Did you put the two and two together that you date dark dark skinned guys? No. (laughs) That's mad. That's mad. That's bad. Wow. Oh, God. This is why it's good to have conversations with your mates. Yeah, it's really important. It's really, really important. (laughs) Let us know. Yeah, if this has reminded you of someone who triggers you by sending you screenshots that you don't need, or someone who respects that boundary, who already knows it's in place. And also let us know what your type is. Hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. Listen, but I have to say, my new crush, fair skinned. Where did that come your from? New crush? Who? Stop it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a crush. I don't know. You're, you're a liar. You're lying. <laughs> what do you mean? You're lying. You don't have a new crush. You know shit. I've got a crush. Yeah, but he's not light skinned, is he? He's got light skin. Well, great. You could be your brother. All right. So what are we saying thank you next to, Raj? We're saying thank you next to people who are sending you information that you don't need, you haven't asked for, and literally they are triggering you. With their unsolicited information. Keep it to yourself. We don't want that. We don't mm-hmm. need it. Not around here. We don't need to go down that hole. Thank you next. So we're on lesson two. So one taught me. You cannot change people ay 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 have you seen that thing he's like i can change him and it's like girl did he shit himself <laughs> that's great i love that I actually... oh it makes so funny i love that i love that so tell me about this lesson what do you mean by you can't change people okay so i have in my life come across emotionally unavailable partners and emotionally unavailable family members and it's caused me so much distress and pain because I think I'm quite a sensitive person and I think I am quite emotionally available and I really enjoy deep conversations and talking things out and 
talking about all angles of stuff. I don't just like talking about logistics, you know. I like actually getting into things and talking. Hence why we're here, Raj. I think we talked about it before where, you know, we can curate the relationships in our lives when it comes to friends and when it comes to, like, partners, but we can't when it comes to family. So I had a situation where, with a family member, where it was really stressing me out that that person was not emotionally available to me. And then I got to a point where I'd had some therapy and I was like you know what this is fine this is what it is and I can deal with this and this is excellent like I understand where it works there's no struggle there's no fight there's no anxiety we all know where we stand and it's great and then I don't know what changed I think maybe I don't know there was like some I've not I wasn't feeling that great last week for example I was working too much and I don't think I was taking care of myself that much I was I just wasn't being that good to myself and I was just having lots of shitty thoughts and then it came back again these same thoughts again and I was like what I can do is I can arrange for us to have therapy like together and we can talk it out and we can you know this isn't working whatever's been happening my entire life has not been working and we can change things so I rang up a counselor and I was like okay so this is a problem can we get therapy together and then they said the answer short answer, we were on the phone for an hour they basically said no because you can't change people and I was like, no, but I can. But can't I get them to come? And can't we do this? And can't we do that? And they basically, which is what I already know. If someone doesn't want to make changes, you can't make them. But um, I think the one thing that really hit home, because I really didn't agree with a relationship that someone I knew was in once. And I was just like, they're so wrong. Like, they shouldn't be doing this. And this quote came up and it was like, what makes you think you know the path that they're meant to take? And I remember that like hitting me hard because it's like, it gives you a bit of a reality check because it's like, who do you think you are? Because I always say it to you, imagine if, um, you know, if other people have a different idea of what their life, what life should be like and they're putting it on me, how would I feel? Um, so yeah, how, who the, who the fuck am I basically to try and change other people? Raj, what are your experiences with this? So, I mean, I kind of, I come across certain people uh, who want to change certain things that they're unhappy with in their lives about, right? And I mean, this in friendships is a common conversation, isn't it, to have, to be like, I'm unhappy about this, I want to change this, I'm experiencing this with this person and that person, I want that to change. So when those occasions come up, you tend to give advice of what you know to be Mm -hmm. the solution so you'll be like okay try this try that whatever or try therapy the therapy will probably help this that the other blah 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 but what's happened is like in these situations i've kind of it's like we're just repeating ourselves constantly mm -hmm. and no one's no one's taken that step to make those changes and i'm sitting there like sort of being like oh you know you should do this you should do that you should do this you should do that and there comes a stage where you just got to realize this is this is what it is this person is who they are and part of who they are is saying that they want to change, mm -hmm. but they're not ready to change. Mm -hmm. So I need to then take a step back and be like, I can't keep recommending things to you. I can't keep giving you solutions. And also I can't keep feeling away about you not getting that help and you not doing that and making that change. And yeah. do you know what I mean? And like, I also need to then stop getting upset or feeling a certain way when they tell me they still have those problems. You know, sometimes as well, when you feel like a friendship could be better if if this person dealt with their issues about this thing or that thing. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people's insecurities make their way into a relationship and they change the course of that relationship. And sometimes, you you know, the other person who can see those insecurities is like, if they dealt with that, this would be a better relationship. 
dude, you got to let that shit go. You got to just accept that person for who they are and whatever's going on, even if they are asking you for help and they're not taking whatever you are giving them on board, let it go. You're not going to change them. You don't even know if that is the solution. You don't even know if that little thing is going to make the situation better for them, for you, for your relationship, for anything that is it's affecting. Am I making sense here? You are making sense. I think okay. one thing I didn't say and you picked up on is when someone else does ask for your help or maybe if they haven't and you think you've got the solution and they're not following what you think is the best thing sometimes it yeah it creates like some sort of anguish like you have anxiety you think about it it takes up your mind takes up your mind space and that's why for example i called the counselor because i was like this is taking up so much of my time thinking about it going over and over and over i was like oh yeah i need to do some action when it is affecting you you trying to change someone else it's just it's just kind of mad isn't it and there's something else i wanted to say but it's kind of slipped my mind now it's not mad right and that's that's the thing about it it's not mad it's natural to be like mm-hmm. oh my god i can help you solve your problem let's solve it together let's go here i'll make the appointment or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. i don't think that that's the crazy thing to do i think it makes sense but the thing is it makes sense for you because you've been there you've done that you got the t-shirt you got the podcast mate do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah. for that person it's alien to them. For instance, like the issues that I'm talking about, like they're aware that this this could possibly change their life positively and things could get so much better, but they're still not there. They're still not there. They're still not ready. And I guess whoever you're doing this with is also not ready. And it's all right, you know? Yeah, well, what the therapist said to me is perhaps they are working at their capacity and that's that changed everything for me because it's like... Oh my God, yeah, wow. Maybe that is their capacity. And I was like, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But what happened to me before in like a relationship was I'd done a bit of work. Like I joined like a mindfulness class. I started like prioritizing, like going to yoga, working out a little bit more, eating good food. Not at the level I am now where I think it's like another step advanced. But I remember someone came into my life when you know, I'd finished therapy and I'd done all these great things for myself and I was suggesting these things to them because they were in a shit place and they weren't taking any of it on board. And I mean, they weren't even cleaning their own bedsheets. Like I just remember getting so frustrated trying to be like, I have the answer and you're not taking it. And I was getting so angry and like frustrated and just wishing this person was a different person. But I just know that now that literally, it was just like, banging your head against a wall wishing something to be something it's not which i wrote in here and you laughed at it uh you've got a dog but you want a cat so why have you you want an ice cream but you got a sandwich so why did you pick up the sandwich it's just like i don't know it's just i don't know what i'm trying to say we've been chatting for a while but (laughs) you're so funny i didn't get it i still don't get it (laughs) it's like if you want a dog okay so you want yeah i want a dog yeah i do i want a dog So why would you go and pick up a cat because cats are also cute and furry and they'll purr when i pet them okay so you want to work in media yeah so why are you going to do a law degree oh i ain't doing a law degree mate no but say hypothetically you just gone and signed up for a law degree and it's like why do you do that if you want then i'm crazy then i'm wilding out somebody needs to call the popos sometimes we do get sucked into thinking we are responsible to fixing somebody or our our, our idea of fixing somebody but actually maybe what can we learn from them a lot of the time maybe they have shit to teach us you know we actually got a voice note about this lesson because we decided on this lesson very very randomly didn't we and then um we realized there was someone we knew in our life that uh, had some stuff to say on it go on hit me so this is from pav who i often talk about on the podcast oh my god raj what can i say about this topic this one is so close to my heart i think 
People trying to change people causes a lot of suffering in people's lives. Because let's face it, we're not going to put the energy in trying to change people that we don't give a shit about. They're going to be people that we love and care about. I've spent most of my life trying to change people. And I can definitely say that I've learned the hard way. You can't change people. You can't educate people. And you can't get people to think the way that you do, I guess. Not that that's going to be the right way for them anyway. And let's be honest, everyone is on their own journey. Even if you can see a car crash waiting to happen, they probably need that car crash to happen because that's the only way people learn and grow. And I can say I definitely have learned and grown from my own car crashes. So there's definitely a reason uh, why people reach crisis point. I would say save your time, save your energy, put it in yourself and don't waste time trying to change other people. I feel like we walk around in life like carrying like everyone else's monkeys like on our shoulders and like there comes a point where you come of this age and you're literally being strangled by everyone else's issues and problems and babes you just need to you need to like grab hold of those monkeys and really be asking yourself like is this my problem is this my monkey and just be throwing them back at people and letting them deal with it like you shouldn't be walking around trying to change people trust me it's going to age you like 10 years and then you're going to need fillers and botox and you're going to be dying your hair and you're going to be really pissed off there's this really cool quote as well that I think really resonates with this topic from Rebecca Campbell. Um, she says, Lighthouses don't go running all over an island looking for boats to save. They just stand there shining. I.e. stop trying to change people, stop wasting your energy and just focus on yourself and be happy. Did. Wow, Pav is fucking, Pav should have her own podcast mate what the fuck fucking hell fuck fucking hell so all right go, let's just go back to something that the monkeys that's uh there are a thing about having a monkey on your back that's the thing okay yeah so basically by trying to change people you're carrying their monkeys yeah. on your back you're making it your problem yeah i completely get it she's made valid points there definitely mate we're out of the job <laughs> Because that was beautiful on so many levels. Fucking hell. He's been top tier voice notes today, haven't they? That was just the next top level. Tier. I'm just a bit like... And that's what we want from you. Get involved. Hi, thank you. Next podcast at gmail.com. How are these people so great? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I was actually... So obviously, like, my experiences of this is people who are talking about the same, the same issues for, and they've had the same issues for years and it's like, you're trying to help them, but then you can't help them because they're not ready to help themselves. And I was listening to Catherine Ryan's podcast, right? And she was like, when people do that, and I've already given them the advice, or they've asked me, and they don't take it on board. What I do is when they say, and this happened and that happened, I just react and I just go, oh my God, no. So what, what are you going to do about it? So you just literally deflect the question back on them. You don't be like, oh, let me help you. Let me fix it. Let me do it, which is, I do that all the time. I'm assuming Pav does that. I'm assuming you do that. Yeah, I've tried not to as much now because I read a lot of the stuff about giving advice comes from your ego. And obviously like what we've said, it comes from your, what advice can I give about certain things? You know, sometimes I'm not equipped and sometimes I think I am. But anyway, continue. Oh my God, definitely, definitely. So the best thing to do is just, just be like, 
Oh my God, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Well, that's what therapists do. It's actually an action. You know what? Therapists don't even say, what are you going to do about it? I've never had that actually. Not like that, but they say, what do you think you can do? Or what is in your power? What can you control? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Like So literally just going, oh my God, what are you going to do about it? Like, or what do you think you should do about that? It's a, it's a question that's got an action in it. And then it's up to them whether they're going to take the action or not. And then you don't have to feel bad because I think my main issue is that I feel bad that I'm not doing anything. But you have the answers, yeah. Yeah. And you're not giving any of it. Yeah. And Well, I think what I've learned is the best teachers are not the people who sit there and give you a lecture for 45 minutes. It's a person who plants a seed. One time when I had really, really bad anxiety and like I was suffering with depression, but I didn't know it. I told a friend and she said, have you ever thought about going to a therapist? That's all she said. That is all she said. And she had had therapy herself. And there you go, bang, next week I'd gone to the doctor's done. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, go read this book. It's up to you whether you then go on Amazon, buy the book or wherever you go, you know, or you just write it down and never buy it. And sometimes you can just lead by example. You can do you and then they can see you doing you and then they might be inspired to do themselves. Yes, perfecto. So what are you and me saying thank you next to like trying to change people and then like getting frustrated about it and then realizing dude like shut up mind your own business you know thank you next so we're on to lesson three one time me you can't get someone to treat you how they aren't treating themselves how did this lesson come into your brain raj tell me you know like i am a tiktok scroller all the fucking time any spare minute i have any spare minute uh when i should be working i'm on tiktok when i should be going for a poo i'm on tiktok when really yeah how many hours a day you reckon i don't know man i think most of my screen time is probably tiktok so really so there was a tiktok that i saw last night and it was literally that you can't get someone to treat you how they don't treat themselves this can mean tiktok's making our lessons um yeah this can mean a number of things and you know it just it it resonated with me on so many different levels someone who doesn't love themselves yeah this is the first because we were talking about loving ourselves obviously like seems like it's a running theme of today's episode yeah a lot of people have issues loving themselves and when they have issues loving themselves sometimes those insecurities can be so deeply rooted in them that they can't even give a compliment to someone else. No, nod your head right now and close your eyes a bit. <laughs> now we're on red table talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to do it. Wait. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do love red table talk, but there's oh, just when they're God. like, yeah. Why don't you do that when I talk? Why don't you do that? Okay, right. So I just don't want to disrupt you. So, <laughs> so when when someone doesn't love themselves and like it literally genuinely, it hurts them to deliver a compliment to someone else and that someone else takes it personally. So for instance, there have been times where I have been out with very close friends and I know that I've made a great effort that day and I look nice. And it's a great occasion because I usually just look like a tomboy child running around with a bit of eyeliner on and that's my style. And when I've made effort and I look girly, 
I look like a really nice girl, which sometimes shocks me, shocks my parents. I remember once I walked downstairs and my dad was like, who the fuck's that? Like, and it was me being a girl. And, you know, they were just like, what's going on? Yeah. So, you know, on those days where you you think you look nice and, you know, you've made effort, you've made effort, Hardy. You put a dress on, you put shoes on, real shoes. A dress? Fucking hell. The the people that are closest to you don't say you look nice, right? Mm. Sometimes that hurts a little bit. But you see them looking at you then and they're looking at you up and down and there's a slight weird look on their face you're like what's that coming from like why do you hate me like what is it Mm. your natural instinct is you take that personally like oh my god they didn't compliment me they didn't say this to me or i see it now so clearly as jealousy because when i was at school mom would always be like they're jealous they're jealous and you can't see it but like that confidence that you've got like you've just put yourself together well people it hurts people when they don't have that for themselves kind of thing if they're feeling like shit about themselves and they're feeling like okay maybe they don't look the way they want to look and blah 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 blah, blah, and they fully might even know that you don't look the way you want to look but on that occasion you look all right it's genuinely gonna kill them a little bit to say that to you but you're expecting it because you think you guys are mates and you would say it to them but they can't say it to you because they don't treat themselves like that so how Mm. are they going to treat you like that it's not yeah. going to, if they can't look in the mirror and on the day that they've made effort and put eyeliner and they straighten their hair and they put a little bit of heels and be like, you know what? I look cute today. If they can't even say that to themselves, they're not going to say it to you. You can't take that personally. Yeah. You can't do that. So that's one occasion that like, that's one thing where I've just been like, okay, I did always take that personally. You know, it's a classic line. It's not me. It's you. Or it's not me. It's them or whatever. It's not you, it's me, isn't it? That's what people say. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, it's not you, it's me. But actually, it's not you, it's them. Yeah. People only say that in breakups when they're just trying to get out of it, I guess, on TV. But I feel like I wish more people actually said that. And instead of like projecting shit or acting away and then people assume like all this weird shit going on, maybe they don't recognize it. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. Yeah. There's been times as well with me where it's like, I wish someone treated me better. I wish they treated me with love and respect and valued me and then i've realized that you know they're not looking after themselves they're just like filling their body with garbage or they're just abusing their body you know like with like alcohol drugs and stuff and then i'm like well if they're doing this is how they treat themselves how on earth are they going to treat me any better not to say people who (laughs) drink or do drugs can't treat anybody well i think as well kind of we touched on in the last one about capacity having capacity sometimes maybe we expect from other people a lot when maybe i don't know if they've had a bit of a shit time or if they're going through something you know you don't you don't know do you i've had times where people have created expectation by let's say making plans and making those plans about something that centers around me for example a new job or the end of a chapter or something like that so then it builds excitement in you right to be like oh it's something for me by something they've suggested, but then they'll cancel on you last minute. And then all of a sudden, what's happened to that thing that you were supposed to be celebrating for you that you were supposed to be celebrating together? That's happened to me countless times. Yeah, that's quite sad. Now, I remove that expectations. If we're discussing plans, it's just a discussion of plans for me. But it's like sometimes, and you know, like when I went through my last breakup, like it was the worst breakup of my life, right? And I don't think I will ever have a breakup that bad ever again. And I really needed that person there and they weren't there and it was like I had that expectation because it's just what good friends do no yeah I feel yeah I've had it at times where yeah when I went through a breakup and I was going through a really shit time 
And I expected a lot of people to be there for me, even people who aren't that close to me and they weren't. And then my expectation of them was like, it, it, whatever image I had was broken. And then it's like, you're doubly upset about that. You're upset about your breakup. Then you're upset about your friend who wasn't there for you about your breakup. And it's just like, oh, it's a, it's a bit of a mind fuck. But yeah, the bottom line is, if someone can't compliment you and say nice things to you, they're probably not saying those nice things about themselves or to other people as well, which is kind of sad because I sometimes see it, you know, when I've gone into work and I look 10 out of 10 and it's like, surely this must be killing you. Like, look at me, mate. Look at me. Look at me. You must be hating this. Look at 10 out of 10. You must be hating this glow. You know what I mean? Oh, the fives need to listen when the 10 is talking. Yeah. I did. I'm not. What song is that? That's Drake um, on Beyonce's track. Oh, okay. Yes, excellent. Mine. And yeah, there's some people who I always compliment. I'm like, you look good today. Like, yeah, like your outfit, blah, blah. And I'm not saying it to get one back. I guess for some of us, it's just easier to do than it is for others. Well, we read this. I read this quote today. Sometimes we create our own heartbreak with expectation. Stop expecting people to love like you do. And that is at We The Urban on Insta. Love your infographics, dude. I totally didn't copy them. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that that's so true, and it is just that thing. If if you, if I'm a lover and a fighter, right? I can't expect that from everyone else in my life. I can't. But mm. I will expect it from my partner. So. <laughs> so you better step up, fool. You, you better step the fuck up because you need to fight for me and love me, honey. Actually, you're great example of this you've got what you you have in your head ideas of what you want and every now and then you're banging your head against the wall because your expectations are not being met yeah so then what because you do have expectations what i do in those scenarios is i be like i kind of check myself and then my only resolve for this is i i then go back to that thing of matching people's energy if the energy you're giving to me is wishy-washy you're gonna get wishy-washy back from me but Mark Groves, yeah, this is where people yeah. get into, this is where yeah. you don't stand up in the truth. And I've done it in the past of what you actually really want. Although you do say sometimes you don't know what you want. Oh, no, I get what you're saying here of what you, yeah. Okay. So no, where I have tried to resolve these, these issues and bring up these discussions, uh, the other person often says to me, there's nothing to discuss. I didn't say this. I didn't do that. Mm. I didn't, whatever, yeah. right? Mm. You can't go anywhere when that's happened. You can't you can't solve anything, you can't do anything. So my my then I'll match I'll just match energy. So I will try to always have a conversation, but where it's not possible and where I know that that, that there's not gonna be a conversation, then that's where I'll just be like, Okay, cool, you know what? It you cancel on me a lot and even though I don't cancel on people, maybe I'll cancel on you sometimes now. Ooh. That's probably not the greatest thing to do, but it's working for me. I understand why why you are saying what you're saying. I feel like I have a similar situation, but I can't remember now. Oh, so what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to getting distressed by somebody not treating you how you want them to treat you. But they are actually not treating themselves with that same level of special care themselves basically what it is and i think what it boils down to is don't take it personally don't be like mm. this is just happening to me this is just how they're treating me maybe they are just treating you like that but it is probably more often than not a reflection of how they feel about themselves and if you look at it that way yes. i guarantee you something's going to click in your brain and you'll start seeing it 
that's it. That that's where you just got to be like, actually, it's not me. It's them. It's all right. I hope you guys have enjoyed the lessons today. I hope they've made sense. I don't know if we have made sense. I hope we have. And if, if anything resonated with you or if you thought, oh, you lot are chatting shit, tell us. Tell us. Send us an email at hithankyounextpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on the socials where Thank You Next Pod on Insta, TikTok and Twitter. If you liked what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to give us a review so other people can find us. Also, we are still doing Oracle card readings for the best reviews. And we have received some goodies from Too Faced, the makeup brand. So we'll be sending them out to random listeners, baby. That could be you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. I hope it's made you feel better about talking about your poo they're about talking about expectations boundaries and relationships hurting mm, things that trigger you hurting hurting we're gonna be back next week with a guest ah uh, yeah am i allowed absolutely not thank you for listening you've you've made the right decision today <laughs> you've done something correct we love you we hope you have a beautiful week ahead Please stay safe. Keep wearing your masks. All right, NHS. I saw the scenes in Soho. Like, let's not bring on a full lockdown, guys. Let's not do it. Yeah, please don't. All right, bye. Bye, love you, bye. Thanks for... Uh...